beautiful story that the Christmas tells. And of course, it's much more than a story. It, it is a reality. And uh, as we've listened to those readings from God's word this morning, I'm sure that there has been certain parts of that story which has really gripped your heart and has, has perhaps brought a, a deeper meaning to you as, you as you've listened to it once again. And what I'd like to do as we conclude our, our special Christmas service here is to say thank you, of course, to every single person that's been involved, the children uh, and the not-so-children as well. Everybody that's just uh, made it such a special time, we really, really appreciate that. And just want to take a few moments as we close to think about the promises of God. Each of those readings spoke of a promise that God gave to humanity, to you and to us. If we think about the first reading we heard of in Isaiah, many, many hundreds of years before Jesus was born, God spoke through his prophet and he made a promise. He promised that humanity would see and experience a saviour. And a saviour would be born that would be Jesus Christ, the child, the one that was born in Bethlehem, the one that we celebrate his birthday in this time of year. But before that happened, and in between the promise and the birth of Jesus, we know that there was a long time. There were hundreds of years that passed between the time when God spoke through Isaiah the prophet and the time when Jesus was born. You know, sometimes when we hold onto a promise that God has spoken to us, it can take a while before we actually see it coming into being. How many of you have realized that there is a difference between what God says and when it comes into being? Isn't that true? And the people that God spoke this word to, especially the nation of Israel, God's chosen people, they could have forgotten his promise. They could have said it didn't happen when God spoke it. And they could have ignored the promise that God had said concerning the Savior. I want to encourage our hearts this morning with this truth. If God has spoken to your heart from his word, if he has spoken directly into your heart concerning his word, even though it may have been some time since he spoke that word and you still not have seen the fulfillment of that promise, please do not let go of it. If God has spoken, it will surely come to pass. Hundreds of years before Jesus was born, a saviour was promised. Not just predicted, but God promised. God does not predict our future. God does not predict what could happen in our life. My friend, God lays down his promise in his word and it surely will come to be. And that would be a good place for an amen. amen. Thank you. Our second reading, which we, we heard, was from Matthew 1. And this was, to me, one of the most beautiful parts of this Christmas story when 
God spoke through an angel as Joseph was asleep. I wonder what dreams we have. I wonder what we think about when we're asleep. I pray that it would be when, that God could speak to us in our sleep. The Bible says that in the last days that God will speak by his spirit through dreams and visions. And Joseph had a dream. Joseph had a vision. And in that time, the Lord spoke to him and said, don't be afraid. Take to you, Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save their people from their sin. What a crazy dream. Let's get real. A crazy dream. Here was this woman that he was engaged to be married to and she is pregnant. And in this dream, God speaks to Joseph and says, it's okay. Don't panic. She is pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And the child which she bears is my son, is the son of God. And he will be the savior of the world. You know, sometimes when God speaks to us, his word, his promises, they seem just crazy. Is that right? Crazy. They do not seem to make sense. And if we try to understand them, my friends, sometimes we can lose the strength of the promise of God's word. It seems quite crazy that you and I today in the year 2010 can believe in one who died over 2,000 years ago and by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and making him Lord of our lives, that can make us right with God. It makes us right with God. And yet that is what God has promised. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, if you make him the Lord of your life, you will be saved. You know, sometimes we can lose God's promises just because we cannot understand them. I've said this many times. God has called us to be believers and not understanders. I cannot explain to you the fullness of the gospel message. I cannot explain to you how God performs miracles. I cannot explain to you how today God heals people. But do I believe it? Absolutely. And we hold on to God's promises, even though they may not seem to make sense to us. If God has said it, he will do it. Joseph responded this way. He was aroused from his sleep and the Bible says that he did exactly as he was commanded to do. When God has promised us something in his word to our hearts, what is our response? Our response needs to be that we believe and we live and obey according to what God has said. Our third reading was from Matthew chapter 2. And this is where the, the wise men from the east find out about the, the child Jesus. And, and Herod the king is threatened because these wise men are saying that a new king has been born. And Herod wants to find out where this, where this king is so that he can, he can deal with him. He can remove him. And so they're trying to, he's trying to find out where Jesus was born and the wise men say in Bethlehem of Judea for thus it is written by the prophet but you Bethlehem in the land of Judah 
are not the least among the rulers of Judah? For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. I wonder how many times God has spoken into our hearts and we have received a promise from him concerning our own lives, our own family, our destiny, our life in him. And perhaps because we have had such a low self-esteem of ourselves, we have rejected God's promise. Many years ago, I used to live beside a, a man who was a believer And yet there were things that God had spoken to him concerning his health that he was not able to receive because he felt he had been such a bad person. My friend, God's promises are for today. They are absolutely true and God can never, ever break a promise. And his promises are not based upon how good or how bad we have been. There's another good place to shout amen. God's word is his word regardless of what our life has been like. When we lay hold of God and we believe in his word and we say, God, I know I'm not worthy. I know I don't deserve your love, your grace, your forgiveness. But because your word promises it to me, I believe that it is mine. Guess what happens? That promise comes into being. The promise that God spoke comes into our life. It becomes reality. And we may have let God down terrible. We may be, feel like we are the least of the least. We may feel so insignificant, so much of a failure. It's interesting when you read through the Bible that God uses time after time after time those whom the world despises. Those that maybe are not so clever, not so intellectual, not so smart, not so acceptable as far as the world is concerned. God uses those people that the world rejects to fulfill his promises. My friend, God is just waiting waiting to fulfill his promises in our lives today. The Bible says that he is watching over his word, ready to perform it in the lives of those who will believe. Our last reading was from the prophet Isaiah. But it is also one that when Jesus began his ministry here on earth, he read out as he was in the temple He took the scroll of Isaiah and he read these words in the midst of many people. And he said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. And he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim the liberty to the captives. My friends, God still speaks his promises today. This word that Jesus spoke When he was in the temple, he then went out of that place and he fulfilled it. He preached the gospel. He healed the sick. He set free those who were in captivity of addiction and immoral lifestyles and negative ways of living. He fulfilled this promise which God had spoken of him. 
But my friend, just because he is not here in person and we cannot physically see him today does not mean that God is not still fulfilling his promises. This word, this promise is as true today as it was when Jesus spoke it out 2,000 years ago. The promise of a, of a saviour. The promise that by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, we can be saved. The promise that through what Jesus Christ has done, he brings freedom to those that are captive, captive to their sins. Those that are imprisoned by immoral ways of living. The power of the gospel, my friend, is as much today as it was when it was first introduced. And if we will believe these promises, they will become reality in our lives. Here is the truth. If God has spoken it, it will surely come to pass when we believe. I wonder if we are those people that look around at others and say, how come they always see God's goodness and God's promises coming into being? The answer is very simple. Because we believe. Because we believe. Because we take God's word and we trust God. We believe him to be one that cannot lie. And if God has said it, it is the truth. Let me finish by reading the scripture to you from Second Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20. For all the promises of God, all the promises of God. Not 99% of them. All the promises of God in Christ are yes. And in Christ, amen. What does that mean? It means if God has made a promise in and through Jesus Christ, he will do it. For all the promises of God in Christ are yes and in Christ, amen, to the glory of God through us. Church, it is for his glory that God will keep his word. Did you catch that? It is for his glory that God will keep his promises in our lives. Here, today, in Suwon, in South Korea, in December 2010, God will keep his promises to glorify his word and himself. When we deny God the ability to perform his word and keep his promises, we even deny God glory to himself. And the Bible says that we are a people that are to, de to declare the glory of Christ Jesus through the church. How? By living in the promises that God has spoken to us. It is my belief that God has spoken into your hearts his word. It is my joy, it is my honor to be able to encourage you to lay a hold of that word, those promises. You say, Pastor, how long do I hold on to it? I say, until you see the fulfillment of it. Until you see God's word come into reality, into your life. Never, ever 
give up on God's promises. At this time of year, we celebrate the promise that God made of a savior. We believe in Jesus. We believe in him to be our savior. We make him the Lord of our lives. Let us take every promise that God has spoken to us and in the same way, believe it and see it come into place in our lives today. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that your word can never, ever fail. And I pray, Lord God, that as we are in your presence here this morning, that you would speak your word with power right into our spirits, that it would burn on the inside of us, that it would stay with us, that the promises that you have spoken to us here today will be a reality to us. And that with fresh faith, with fresh vigor and zeal, we would lay hold of that which you have spoken. That we would give you the honor and the glory of seeing your word become reality in our lives. Father, I especially pray for those that have been standing upon your word, upon your promises for a long time. Father, I thank you that your word cannot and will not fail, that you will surely bring it to pass. Father, I thank you for every single promise that you speak into our lives. And I pray, Lord God, at this time of year, that our eyes may be lifted away from the circumstances that may pull us down. And may our eyes be lifted to our Lord and to our Savior, to Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Father, I thank you that you are with us, Emmanuel. That you promise that you will never leave us and you will never forsake us. But every step that we take, you take with us. Every need that we have, your word says that that need has been met through the riches that are yours in Christ Jesus. There is not a pit that's too deep that you cannot rescue us and save us. There is not a circumstance that you cannot deliver us from. There is not a sin that we have committed that is so bad that Christ has not already died for our forgiveness. Lord God, I pray that you draw us even closer to yourself, to the center of your will. And may we be a people that demonstrate through our lives that Jesus Christ is alive, that your word, Lord God, is true, that it is living and powerful, and that you desire so much to see your word come into being in this time and space right now, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that your blessing would be upon each one of us, each of our homes, our families, our communities, that at this time we may know the closeness of your Holy Spirit, that you would envelop us with your love, that you would cause us to walk in the steps that you have ordained for us, that we may see every blessing coming into our lives. 
Help us to love one another, to be givers and forgivers. And Father, we thank you again for Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.